the heat is turning up in the middle of the dog days of summer, and we feel there's no better time here at Locked On Sentinels to do our hottest takes when it comes to offense, defense, and around the AC when it comes to Florida State Sentinels football. All that and more on today's episode. Let's get spicy. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. I am jo- is your boy Drake here, and I'm joined by Mr. David Wise. Davey, que pasa, mi amigo? Drake, I'm feeling spicy, and today's a spicy show. I recommend that if you're a mild guy at Taco Bell, you may want to turn this off and just stick around for the spicy if, if you're in that game. I'm about to say, you're, you're not really the spiciest of guys that want to come to a food, I don't think. Um, I can I can do spice. I'm okay with spice. You can, you, you can do spice. I know Max is one of those not super, super spicy, but folks, he is right. We are doing our hot takes episodes. It'll be myself and Dave giving our hot takes what we believe may happen or you know, we're going to have a little fun with it. We're going to be having a running list, a little Google Doc. And also, folks, please, if you can, drop your hot takes in the comments below. And we'll read them off on next week's episode. And you know Max has his own hot takes. Now, before we start off, Dave, I want to put a little bit of ground rules when it comes to hot takes. Okay. So I think one thing that we can say is that the hot takes are kind of exclusive to each individual. Like, I think Max saying that Jordan Travis throws for 3,000 yards is not a hot take. But I think if I said that, Coming from me, that's a little more of a hot take. Comprende? Yeah, context matters there for sure. Yeah, I think context very, like, very much matters. And also, we're not going to be doing the, oh, we're going to win such and such games. Like, I don't think that's so much a hot take unless you do the 12-0, and 0, but I don't think anyone on the show is going to be doing that. But I think more or less it's a little of a context matter thing. But, Dave, I kind of want you to go first in this one. What is your hot take for the offense? Okay, hot take for the offense. Drake, my hot take for the offense is that the wide receivers will be the best position group on offense. I look, I think if you've listened to enough of me talking about wide receivers, you'll know that I didn't like the room we had coming into this year. You'll know that we know the coaches didn't like the room coming into this year, which is why they took 11 players in the transfer portal at the receiver position. Real number, right? Winston Wright is going to be coming back from his injury, but hopefully he can rebound at a hundred percent. There's, I think anybody would admit, an awful lot of question marks surrounding this receiving unit. Um, Jordan Travis got better last year at passing, and still, still the offense couldn't get it done. The defense was the better unit on the field the entire second half of the season. And I firmly believe if you put a better receiving core out there, we would have fared better than missing another bowl game. I really think that. Um, I think that's, that's got to happen. Uh, you, you have you have guys like Keyshawn Helton and Ontario Wilson that are now probably vying for like the three or four spot as receivers. And as far as three or fours go, that's that's great to have. Good. You're in a good spot. I mean, we're not like Ohio State with five stars as our like seventh man off the bench, but no and one is. Line. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but we have just. It, it feels like the measurables are there for the positions we need. Like Johnny Wilson is that big receiver, like Malik McLean, another big receiver. We have two of those guys. We have slot guys. Um, it, it just feels like if there's ever going to be a composition of receivers that we've had over the last six years, this is the one that's going to be able to spark the offense to be one of the better teams in the ACC. 
and I can get behind that. Um, I, I think for me, it's not the hottest takes mainly because I do have a lot more, I think more faith in the wide receivers than you or Max does when it comes to like a Pittman or Winston Wright Jr. I think Johnny Wilson is someone that a lot of people are much maligned because of his drop issues from practice, spring practices and also the spring game. But also it's like, from what you're hearing, the kid like lives in front of a drug machine. So if he, I mean, I think it might be a mental thing. And also eventually when the bright lights come on, that'll be great. And I do think, I think it's appropriate. You went with the wide receivers. So I think it's going to go perfectly with my hot take. And you ready for this? Oh, don't. It, do it. Go. I think my hot take for the 2022 FSU football season. On offense. On offense. Is that Jordan Travis will account for 3,750 total yards. And oh. by that, I, I will break it down even further. Jordan Travis will pass for 2,900 yards and he will rush for 850 total yards. And one of the reasons I put behind that is because Jordan Travis was what I think it was the 43rd most efficient QB last year. And that's when not playing all fully all of his games. Yep. And I look at someone that actually is in the same, not only the same conference, but the same division when it comes to basically taking that leap forward. Who was your second favorite QB Dave? And that's someone that you basically, we talked about him the other day with Cam and also you call him a different nickname. Riley Skinner. Sam Hartman. Sam mm-hmm. Hartman actually in 2020, the year before his campaign last year, he threw for 2,200 yards. He also averaged about eight yards a pass, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. Similar to Jordan Travis, who I believe had, I think it was 15 touchdowns and six picks. And I think he had around 1,500 yards passing. Sam Hartman took the lead the following year after getting another wide receiver with A.T. Perry kind of, you know, breaking through, he threw 4,000 yards. He had 39 TDs, 14 picks, and he also ran for another, I think, 11 touchdowns. So he accounted for 50 total touchdowns what? for his offense. Yep. So if Sam Hartman can do that, why can't JT? And I think it goes with along with your wide receivers saying taking the next step forward, also him being a very efficient quarterback. Because if we look at Jordan's tape, a lot of times the wide receivers drop the ball. And it's not a secret that the wide receivers weren't doing well at all or giving him helping or giving him any favors. So I think it goes down to that, which then goes to my next thing, which is really quick and really brief. And this might be even more of a higher take. I think the starting five offensive linemen you see in game one will be the same offensive line you'll start seeing game 12. By, and by that, I mean, we will not have a single major injury along the offensive line for the entire season. And we haven't had a fully healthy offensive line since I've probably, what, 2015? Yeah, and, I think that's right. And I think with finally having depth, we also have, we see, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw the video of Caden Lyles today, looking very much agile, look, like making looking a lot much better. This will be the first time in a while the offense is cooking in all cylinders. And also we'll finally see the offense that's built for playmakers this season. Yeah. And just so you know, if Jordan Travis were to have that productive of a season, um, as you know, I'm a huge DeAndre Francois fan on the field, what he did here. His 2016, he accounted for 3,548 yards between running and passing. So Jordan Travis would eclipse that by 150 yards if you were to do what you're saying. So, yeah, just context-wise, that would be a massive year. Um, and that would and, be, and that's why it's a hot take. Also, it's coming from me. <laughs> let, me get, let me give you a hotter take then. Uh, let me get back specific to the receivers. Malik McLean will have a bigger year than Tamori and Terry did in 2019, meaning he'll have more than 1,188 yards. He'll have more than nine touchdown receptions. I think Malik McLean blows up this year. And 
I mean, we we've seen we've seen all the skills and the potential there. Uh, it's do or die time. Do it. It's do or die time, man. I mean, I I would like to you know go out on a limb and say something about the tight ends, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that would be it. more. Yeah. That would be a little. I think I know we're doing the elite lies type of thing here. We're trying to keep yes. the positivity going from last episode, but I think that some of the stuff that we're talking about is extremely attainable. I think what Jordan Travis I think throwing for 3,500 yards would equate to what 260 yards per game, and yep. I think asking for 250 yards from a power pop QB isn't honestly asking for that much. And also, like I said before, I think the offensive line and actually you're a, a solid place depth wise with them over there. And also, this is like the third season under Josh Storms. And I think that as long as we keep them healthy through the throughout fall camp and through the summer, I think we'll actually be able to be having the starting five that we want the entire year, as long also with the wide receivers. As you said before, Winston Wright Jr., Micah Pittman, Johnny Wilson. I am I'm a very ecstatic about these wide receivers and also this offense as a whole. Yeah, and just again, it's a hot take for me because I have been pretty clear what I think about these receivers. There's Look, the Jordan Travis take, Jordan Travis takes aren't really that spicy to me because, again, we've seen especially what he can do with his legs. He got better as a passer. I don't think it should be ridiculous for him to throw for 200 yards a game. I don't think that should be crazy for any power five starting quarterback. Uh, But, yeah, you know, for again, this is why context matters because for you, that's a scorching hot take, and I love it. I love it too. But you know also I love as as much as as a hot take, Dave? What do you love? I love the lines and the odds at betaline.net. Betaline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs, sport and sports info, whether it be NHL playoffs, please the Avalanche are just one game away from shutting up the entire fan base of the Tampa Bay Lightning, MLB, Dog Days of Summer are approaching, the All-Star game, or if you're like myself and a fan of the Pugilistic Arts, you're going to do some MMA, heading over to some, some UFC or Bellator odds. And also... They do have win totals up. Dave, our win total right now is set at six and a half. It is a one win increase from last year. How do you feel about that? Feel about that win total? Oh, I love that. Uh, dude, this again, it, it's just, it's one of those years where if you don't get to seven, just hell's going to break loose. It feels like that has to be the minimum number for Mike Norvell. So that's a good value pick for me. It's, it's, we're not going five and seven again. It's not going to happen. So seven and five. I really like those odds, actually. I love the seven and five. I also took the over last year at six and I mean, at five and a half. And folks, trust me, there's a reason why I point to the Jacksonville State game a lot more than my co-host because, yeah, I had to go to an on no payment plan. Just joking. <laughs> so folks, head on over to betonline.net and use promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, betonline, where the game starts. And folks, we appreciate you here on Locked On Simmons each and every single day, and also making your making us your first listen each and every single day. Uh, also, we're on YouTube. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe, banner at the tippy tippy top, and also ding the little bell so you know when when you are notified when new content drops. Now, Dave, well, we did the offense. Now let's give a little bit of love to the defense. Mm, are you making me go first? Oh, I'm going to always make you go first. Okay, I'm so- a gentleman like that. Right. If, if, if you listened, I think it was earlier in the week, I said, I think the DBs, or it might have been last week, I think the DBs are poised for the biggest breakout season of all the position groups on the team. Hold on. Before we do that, don't you can't have Travis J in one of your hot takes. I'm not. You know, tra- okay. Travis J is not a hot sure take. Travis, because Travis J is your boy. Not a hot take. He is. He is. Um, so anything regarding the DBs is going to be less of a hot take for me because you know how I feel about him. I love the potential in that group. If you didn't know this, last year, interceptions per game, where do you think we ranked nationally? 
Um, per game. Yeah. Probably like in the 80s. Drake, we ranked fifth in the country. 1.3 interceptions per game. Did we really? We did. And uh, first in the guys. country was <laughs> Iowa at 1.8. Drake, I'll do you one better. Iowa? I'll do you one better. We're going to lead the country in interceptions this year. This this defensive backfield is poor. <laughs> it has the talent, again, to put all these guys in the NFL. And yet, individually and collectively, it just has not panned out in so many ways. But make no mistake, the talent is there. We've seen it. Jamie Robinson had four picks last year himself. I think he eclipses that total again this year. That's not a hot take. The hot take is that we're going to lead the country in interceptions. And I think that's going to start with up front. Um, you, this may be part of your hot take, but the defensive line, it's going to have a lot to do with this season. If it's, if it can be serviceable in replacing what we lost uh, when Jermaine Johnson, um, then you're going to see a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks still. And if you don't see that, our defense is going to get absolutely lit up. We're going to be blaming the DBs, even though it's probably not their fault most of the time. Probably so, not. Right. But, but assuming we have a serviceable defensive line, and you know what? Screw the, screw the assumptions. We're going to lead the country in interceptions. Jamie Robinson's going to lead the country individually in interceptions. There you go. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like the Jamie Robinson pick. I think he's definitely someone that's going to take another step forward and like solidify himself to be a draftable player. Um, I do like the picks too as well. Like that's actually kind of shocking to me. I did not think we led the league of the, I guess we're number five in the country with interceptions. Number one in the ACC. Yeah. Number one in the ACC overall. And I, I mean, NC state that could be a little more heavy, like, well, not heavy because like, I know people think turnovers are luck based, but I'm a, I'm a big proponent of interceptions personally, probably being you create know, them. Cre- yeah. You create them. You're in the right place at the right time. And all like, I mean, there's not, not every single thing is like a little tip drill type of thing. So, yep. I mean, that's, that is kind of shocking. So then I think, I guess, for myself or the defense. Uh, so I don't know how, but S&P Plus projects us this season as the 13th best defense in the country. I don't know if you saw that on ESPN for Bill, oh, for, for Bill Colin, Connolly. I think they have our offense at 47th, actually, for the, this upcoming season. The hell, they're projecting us as a top 25 team, basically? They're projecting us as the 24th best team in the country. So I'm going to take it a step further. I think Adam Fuller is going to lead us to a top 10 defense this coming season. I think that we will have the number two defense behind probably NC state or probably overall actually in the entire conference. And then probably have the ninth or 10th best defense in the country. Can we link above like one of the videos, any number of the dozen videos of you wanting Fuller fired? Can we do that here? I will say this, that it probably is has a lot to do with, you know, Randy Shannon coming on too as well. And also I know Chris Marv had a huge hand, but there is there's tangible evidence and proof that from that Louisville half on, that the defense was demonstrably better. Yeah. And that the defense is the main reason why we were close in the Clemson game, while we we're close in the NC State game for a time. If we we're fully healthy that game, we win that game. We also is the reason why Miami was the way Miami was. We had, I think, three turnovers that game. I think Amaran Cooper had two of them. So, to me, this defense is – God, I can't believe I'm saying this. This defense is going to be, I guess, the staple, if it's not the offense, actually, of this team. And it's going to carry us to a majority of our wins. And, quite frankly, we have a defensive line. This defensive line, to me, is going to be better than last year. I like Jared Verse a lot. I think a fully healthy Dennis Briggs, who Dennis Briggs, per PFF, was our best defensive lineman until he got hurt. 
And then you have Robert Cooper and Fabian Lovett taking the next step too. And like, we love Fabian Lovett here in this program. And that's not talking about, you know, Joshua Farmer also there. And then we forgot about Tatum Bethune and the linebacking core along with Kalen Deloach. So Kalen Deloach doesn't have to do everything. Amari Gaynor can come in certain packages that he's good at. And like you said, our DBs are good. Yeah. So our defense in the year 2022, led by that bald, bald man from Boston, Massachusetts, Adam Fuller, will be a top 10 defense by season's end. That would be absolutely incredible. And he would deserve a raise and probably would leave to become a head coach if he did that. Um, that hurt me so much to do. <laughs> what would make that more incredible is if you consider that from September 16th to October 15th, we play Malik Cunningham, Phil Jerkovich, Sam Hartman slash Riley Skinner. Um, oh, why am I blanking on NC State's quarterback? Devin Leary. Devin Leary. And possibly if DJU is better this year than DJU. That's a, that's a five quarterback slate that back to back to back to back to back should make life difficult on a defense. So if we're able to get through that and still the, the rest of the schedule with a top 10 defense, that would be one of the better defensive coaching jobs at Florida state in definitely more than a decade. I mean, the championship team was loaded with defensive talent. Um, my dog could have coached that defense probably, and it would have been a top five defense. So this one, I would love this, to see Elvis on the sideline. I right. Not the same talent, not quite the same talent level here and having to make up for an offense that's putting you in a lot of bad spots. So to finish top 10 this year would be ridiculous. That's a scorching hot take. And now, I mean, part of it is also that we return, I think, 82% of our production. And I know for the offense, I mean, the defense, we lost Jermaine Johnson, who led the ACC in sacks, was ACC defensive player of the year. We also lost Keir Thomas, but we still have the same defensive backcourt. We have the same exact interior. We added a top-tier linebacker from the transfer portal in Tatum Bethune, and our entire defensive secondary started to play really well, and they also got fully healthy. And we forgot about Keem Dent, who actually played extremely well. And honestly, if you see him right now on pre-draft boards, I know it's super early, so yep. don't hold him much weight in it. He is projected as a second round to late first round pick, which is something that we were like, that was not going to happen two years ago. So that's the point. You have all you have all of these guys who like if you're looking at it from an NFL back perspective, they're like, wow, that kid looks like he has the measurables to be an NFL player. Seen some tape. He's doing you know, he's making great plays here and there. How the hell is he not consistent enough to be draftable? Well, if, if a few guys in that backfield do that. Just just live up to part of their hype. They're going to be draftable, and they're going to make this defense absolutely top 25 level. So then I guess we're doing the defense overall. Do you have anything else for the defense to add on to that, or, or are you just still stunned by me actually giving faith to both Jordan Travis and Adam Fuller in the span of 15 minutes? I don't know what more there is to say. I mean, to if this defense is top 10, this team will compete to win nine games. And I know, folks, you think the heat's getting to me, but we're just trying to have a lot of fun here because, you know, it's we're trying to keep the positivity rolling. It's been a good week for, you know, for the both of us, too. I got some great news to share with Dave actually after the show, too. So yeah. it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a good time. But, you know, it's also a better time, Dave. What's that, Drake? Spending time on your car, just you, yourself. Don't you have a good don't didn't you do that a lot with your grandpa back in the day? I did, Drake. Uh, back in the day, I used to work on my grandpa's Toyota Cressida with him. Um, Jesus, and. Cressida? That's a cool yeah. One. It was a, it was a Toyota Cressida. It was blue. It was old. It needed a lot of work, and it would have been really useful if, for doing that work, we had Rock Auto because we had to go to a local part shop in Western Massachusetts where you couldn't easily get what you needed. 
couldn't find what you needed. If you could, it was way overpriced and you had to have it sent in from who knows where. Thankfully, Drake, they make Rock Auto for that now. You can go on, you can match parts to your specific vehicle, makes it really easy to shop. It's, uh, it's, the, it, it's fair prices and it's just an excellent shopping experience. I've used it myself. I know you have relatives that have used it. I know Max has used it. Ollie and Stacy have used it. We here love Rock Auto. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your, for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about a section to let them know we sent you? All right, Dave. We talked about the offense. We talked about the defense. We're not going to bore the people with special teams because I don't think it's a hot take for our kicker to hit 90% of his field goals. No. And also, Alex Mastermind is a good punter. He already is a top five punter in the, in the conference. So I don't think that's going to be top three. He's going to be too much. So we're going to go all over the board. Yep. We're going to do whatever you want to go to. It could be a national level thing, could be a recruiting thing, could be a conference thing. What is your hot take for the upcoming 2022 season? Drake, my hot take for the 2022 season overall is that we're going to finish next early signing day with a top 10 ranked recruiting class. And here is how that's going to happen, Drake. All Mike Norvell has to do is win eight plus games in my mind. And he should be able to convince these kids to look at the progress. It's measurable at that point. That's a three game swing. Like I said earlier, there's several things that could bounce our way this season that could allow us to compete for nine games. If our defense is playing at a top 10 level, that's going to allow us to compete for nine games. You win eight or nine games this year, it's easy to sell. Yes, Florida State fell off for a long time there. Uh, we won our national championship nine years ago now, but on the way back, that's not that hard of a sell. Our in-state rivals are having to do the exact same sell right now. So we're in a position where one of the three, if not one or two of the three in-state rivals I think are going to have to take that step forward this year. There's no reason it can't be us. There's no reason that Miami or Florida are better poised to do it. Like I said, there's many ways you can get to the win total. You need to be able to pull off a top 10 recruiting class. It's disappointing how that last class ended, but understand even losing the best recruit in program history, program history ever, including Jameis and all the guys we've recruited that have been composite five stars and number one overall recruits like Honestly, Mario Edwards Jr. So we're being transparent here. Yes, right. We have we lost Travis Hunter. Right. That sucked. But we still finished with a top 20 recruiting class. And we still filled a lot of needs, especially through the transfer portal. So you went, you re, you reach that eight eight win plateau, which I think is very attainable. And I think you finished with a top 10 recruiting class. I like that. I like that a lot. I think I personally think the FSU is going to land around a, a 50, probably around the mid-teens, probably 15 or 14. But I know this is a hot take, a hot take. That's a great one right there because I know you're not the big recruiting guy. Nope. You don't follow as much um, every, anymore since like, I think Sam Howell hurt you. Makes me sad. And, and then Marvin Jones Jr. didn't help. And then Travis Hunter kind of put that to bed. Yep. But, I mean, I think top 10 is very attainable if you win eight games. That's definitely something that teams want, player, kids want to see. Yep. Like wins do matter at the end of the day because it's like, Look at what Miami's doing. You know, they're doing really well with recruiting. I think they have Jaden Rashada actually on campus right now for an official visit. Um, and that's also where I'm probably going to go to next. My hot take for recruiting-wise is that Florida, not FSU, but Florida, will finish it with a recruiting class outside the top 20. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you said that. 
this last recruiting class, we gave Florida and Miami a lot of crap and they ended up finishing above us, but I'm dying to hear why you think Bayou Billy isn't going to be able to keep up with the in-state rivals. So Dave, what's going on with Buffalo Billy over, over on over in Gainesville primarily is kind of what we thought Mike Norvell would have been, I guess when he first came on, but with Mike Norvell, when he came on campus, he actually had a lot of fanfare. We had one of the midnight madness that actually occurred. We had one of those big recruiting camps do over the summer. And also we primarily had a majority of our kids were committed by like June and July. And we were kind of coasting until we wanted to see the uh, big kids like a Nigel Kelly or Travis Hunter overall with Billy Napier. It's kind of the opposite where it's like, I don't know if he has a rhyme or a reason right now when it comes to what he's doing with recruiting wise, he's cutting players left and right scholarship wise. He's telling a lot of kids to hit the road. Um, We still don't know what QB is going to be doing over there. And I think he's also doing something that I kind of say a lot about Mike Norvell overall is that he's kind of learning on the job from a group of five mentality to a power five mentality. And when you see the, like of all the hires that happened over the, over the offseason, where they'd be Lincoln Riley to USC, Brian Kelly over to LSU. You also have Brent Venables to Oklahoma. The unsexiest hire was Billy Napier. And I think it's getting to the point now where like Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen didn't try recruiting and he still didn't do great, but he was okay. It feels like Billy Napier right now is giving 110% and nothing is coming out of it at all. So that's kind of my thing. I think FSU is going to end up with a better recruiting class than Florida, but I definitely do think that FSU is going to end up with a, a recruiting class probably 10 spots higher than Florida. Drake, that's music to my ears. I, I said this would happen with Billy Napier. And so I was watching a show yesterday. And that's, there was that's a, not even the hot of a take, though. <laughs> there was a there was a quote that came from the show, which I think is really applicable here, based on what I saw. Uh, a lot of there was there was some back good back and forth today with Florida Twitter. That's all I'm gonna say. And one of the things that it seemed like to me that Florida Twitter was doing makes me ask the question: Who are you trying to convince, me or yourself? Because it feels like Florida fans are having to convince themselves that they're happy with their head coach and that he's good. IU Billy is not a good head coach. He's recruiting like he's still at the University of Louisiana. And as much as I hate Florida, it's Florida. They can recruit at the highest of levels. They can. They can compete at the highest of levels. They don't need to be taking the players that Billy Napier is taking. They don't even need to be looking at them as backups. And yet he's choice number. These The kids that Billy Napier is letting go are probably the more talented kids. And the guys that he's honing in on are probably non-committable offers at uh schools that are relevant so yeah that's i love that um i would have gone outside top 30 but just by virtue of university I mean, of it's, florida, it's a florida school so it's kind of like i'm like right. I, I, like if it's, i do t- out of top 30 that's that's oof, that's it's billy really napier don't rule that's, him that, that, don't rule him out don't rule him out but no i just like it's that's kind of my hot take with that. I know it's not the spiciest, spiciest it takes, but right now looking the way it is, you know, I don't mind taking a shot over at Florida real quick. Um, do you have another one before we head out to the uh, head out for the day? No, but I want to recap. So I'm saying that the receivers will be the best unit on the field and Malik McLean will have a better season than Tamori and Terry did in 2019. On defense, I'm saying the defensive backfield will lead the country in interceptions with Jamie Robinson individually leading the country. And I'm saying that we're going to finish with a top 10 recruiting class on the back of an eight plus win season. And I am saying that Jordan Travis will account for a total of 3,750 3, yards that Adam Fuller will lead us to a top 10 defense 
that the University of Florida will finish outside the top 20 and also 10 spots worse than FSU recruiting-wise. And I'm also going to do another last-second hot take and state that uh, FSU will finish with a better record than Miami at 9-3, and three, and Miami will go to 8-4 and four because I like Tyler Vendek a lot. I think he's top three QB. I have no idea who's throwing the ball to. And with that being said, folks, thank you guys so much for joining us today on today's episode. Please put your hot takes in the comments below. Obviously, we're just having to try and have a good time here today. It was a very positive experience. And also, like, they're hot takes. We're just trying yeah. to let loose, let loose a little bit. It's the offseason. But, Dave, let the folks know what to do when it comes to YouTube. And I believe in you. You can definitely get this off. I don't believe in me. Um, you're going to want to ding the little bell at the top, turn on your notifications, right? Um, you're going to want to subscribe to the channel. Um, then you're going to want to leave a comment. Leave it like this video if you do like it. Leave a comment. Uh, We'll put your thoughts, maybe, if you ask a good question in Mailbag Monday, which now is on Tuesdays, because that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, do all of those things. That's what Drake wanted me to say. And that actually was perfect. That's the best one I think you've given out to them. But, folks, please leave your comments below. Leave your hottest takes below. Because, honestly, it was a great time to just do that. If they, they might not happen, they most likely won't. But, hey, you know we're having a good time, except for Miami being bad. But yes. we always love having a good time here with each and every one single one of y'all each and every single day. I'm Drake. That was Dave. And we'll see y'all next time on Locked On Seminoles. Take care, everybody. Go Noles. Go Noles. And Mac will be back, we promise. <laughs>